0: Today on CityCast Madison. It's Thursday, so of course, we're dishing on Madison's food scene. What do coconut milk, warm spices, and a mother's love share? A large place in a Madison restaurant success story. A Han is a Laotian-style restaurant owned by local restaurateurs Chucky and Jamie Brown Sukasume, formerly Jamie Hong. The two started a Han back in 2020 in a small corner of the Burr Oak event space. And due to popular demand, they just moved into a much bigger spot, the former Eldorado Grill location on Willie Street. And the word is, business is good. We sit down with the restaurant's co-owner and chef, Jamie, to hear more about the move and what's at the heart of a Han. It's Thursday, December 21st. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Jamie, hello. Hi. Hi, so congratulations on making the big cross East side move. Started from like 12, 20 seats. Now you got a hundred. How does it feel?
1: Thank you, thank you. Um, It feels great. We're starting to get more comfortable in our own space. It is a bit of a learning curve because we have so many more seats, a bar, and, you know, different walking traffic, a whole different, like, business pattern with all these music venues close to us and being closer to downtown. But overall, we really, really enjoy having, you know, our own space and getting to curate everything on our own. <laughs>
0: yeah well, you know, you mentioned that there's some different, you know, patterns in terms of customers coming in, getting um foot traffic. I wanted to ask, you know, moving from Winnebago to Willie, you're in this new spot on Williamson Street. How's that location been for business?
1: Oh, it's been really great. I feel like we have seen a lot of new guests, um just from you know, being downtown and the Sylvie is right there. So there's a lot of different types of shows there as well. and I feel like we're getting also a lot more um, people from uh, UW, whether it's students or like professors, just because we're so much closer to campus, even though it's only like, you know, an an extra five minutes probably, but yeah, (laughs) definitely a a really young crowd, um, just a variety of people coming in, which is great. And also just still having, not being too far, having our regular customers as well.
0: That's so exciting. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I am around the Sylvie ever like pretty frequently, like walking around. There. There's always crowds coming out of the shows there. Yeah. It really make, I'm sure that really does make a difference on for the businesses around there. So, the space you're in, it used to be the Eldorado Grill, the longtime Tex Mex restaurant. What are the biggest changes to your operations being in that bigger space?
1: The biggest changes, I think, I mean, mainly just how much more dining we're doing i think we had to get like a way bigger you know front of house staff i mean we're still doing a lot of takeouts and deliveries but i think just the amount of dine-ins is you know triple at least and then also um you know um having to do a bar and you know have all that extra inventory and do a whole other menu and figure out how that works out creatively like you know our With our bartenders and then our bar manager, Megan Khan, you know, they've done a really great job creatively making the bar menu fit with the food menu,
0: I think. I'm glad you brought up takeout because my first time having Ahan was for my birthday two years ago. It's like, we have to have this, you know, it's during pandemic times. And so we got takeout. It was so good. I think I got a curry and the todd is like insane. This deep fried rice imitation crab, like, you guys, your food was fire, and so I'm not surprised that this demand, you know, has brought you to the new space. I want to dive into your menu um, for folks who, you know, are seeing Ahan as a new restaurant option. Maybe they haven't heard of you, or you haven't had the chance of going. What's what's on your menu? Like, what are your main dish options or your certified staple items? For
1: our staples, I would say for the appetizers, there's just. I think there's just so many of those that people love. You know, like you mentioned the kowtong, that's like one of the staples, the pork dumplings, definitely that. But then either of the egg rolls for sure, the vegetable and the lao egg rolls. And I think a lot of things are just so shareable. I think it's a lot of fun for people to get all those items and share them. And then I think for the noodle dishes, I would say the staples are the red curry udon and the drunken noodles. Those are like two of the most popular dishes in general. (laughs) You probably sell more of those than anything. And then for entrees, the green curry, that is one of our staples. That's, you know, one of my mom's recipes and one of her go-tos, you know, I remember. And then also for soups, you know, I really love pho. That's like just one of my favorite dishes. Pho. And then um, if you like curry, the kalpoon, which is a red curry noodle soup. I remember I was just having that growing up as well. And then, my mom's like most favorite recipe, which is on there, um, is what she had to have on there. She's like, we have to have this soup. You know, you always, we, I always made it for you. And like, my, this is my grandma's recipe. It's the khao soi, uh, long loong So it's a uh, pork and like tomato and fermented soybean um, base. And it's like really red. And it looks super, super spicy, but it's really not spicy, but it has so many different like flavors to it. And then you can get like the mm. wine noodles or the skinny noodles. And then there's like a gingery chicken broth that we put on
0: it. There's something about the colors too, like the richness in those recipes. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm excited that you brought up your mom and how these are recipes. It sounds like you grew up with these are Laotian dishes, which comes, you know, directly from your heritage and family. Are correct?
1: Yes. Yeah. Definitely a lot of food that I grew up with, and just you know, remember waking up to and smelling in the morning and hearing my mom like cook all these uh, dishes.
0: Yeah, the green curry is what I got, so I can that That's I'm so excited to hear that's like one of the your go tos from your mom. And so, folks in the food community know likely know this, but this might be news to some people. But you got a nod this year from the James Beard Awards for you know best emerging chef. You have quite the kitchen resume before Ahan, um, certified chef baddie. <laughs> I love that. That's kind of a new one. That's that's great though. <laughs> yeah, so for those who are just meeting you now, can you give us a sense of where you've cooked like before this this moment?
1: Uh yes. So my very first kitchen job was at uh Wall. It was when I was 20 and I um went to intern there. I went to UW for um a little while and then I ended up wanting to go to culinary school cuz I just got really interested in food and then like a different sense. Like I always worked in restaurants, like family restaurants and stuff. But then I just got like, like there was a big, you know, hike. So I decided to do culinary school. You know, I did like it. And I was, um, just trying to get this internship at Toile cause I ate there for like my 20th birthday or something crazy. Like, I don't know why I was like, I want to go there for my 20th birthday. And then I just fell in love with it. And I was like, I need to work here. <laughs> So it started there as like an intern and then um had worked for Tori for a lot of different places. Esther Sujo. I did work for Underground um at Four Quarter for a little while, which was amazing as well.
0: Four quarter of it's a former restaurant on East Johnson that was so good.
1: Yeah, it's just an amazing little place with so much creative like creativity. Um but yeah, I worked for Chef Tori for most of my, you know, professional cooking career, which has been amazing. Like, you know, one of my favorite chefs and mentors. Like I always say that my mom and Chef Tori are like my favorite chefs and mentors.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. You know, I'm, as you said, you went to culinary school and you're, you're trained in all of these different cooking styles. What would you say, are there any really specifics to Laotian cooking um, and and why you're drawn to that?
1: Um, I think my main draw to it is just the familiar flavors growing up. And I've, you know, I love spicy food. like I just want to eat everything spicy, and I just love all the really bold and strong flavors. And also just getting to learn more about you know my background and like how like dishes are made and Laos, um it's like completely opposite. I sometimes when I like you learn the steps from a French cooking background. but like both types of food are like so amazing and complex. <laughs>
0: Are there secret sauces at AHAN, like the lifeblood sauces or ingredients that are kind of standard go-tos? I'm I'm asking for a friend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if there's like any secret sauces. I think it's like really like the balance, you know, I feel like we don't use anything like super like out there. Like I think the main secrets are probably like my mom's like, you know, um, cow soy base and like her stock like seasoning recipes you know like those are her things you know mm-hmm. and if you work at a han and she's like yeah you can make the soups like she tells like my chef uh chef keely she's like yeah you're you can make the soup like you know like he's like one of the only people that's allowed to season the soup
0: <laughs> oh my god I... yeah <laughs> are all the other chefs uh or all the other people cooking back there like working up to to gain favor
1: i think like everyone in the entire restaurant like hopes that she favors them <laughs> like when my mom walks in like everyone knows <laughs>
0: what's and what's your mom what's your mom's name uh Manola Manola yeah Manola. Yep. Oh, that's beautiful um and so how often does she is she walking in like um before like
1: because she uh retired like you know kind of when I opened a Han so she was kind of just at the restaurant she loves cooking like she was always working at the restaurant even though she's like I'm retired but like She's working all the time um, at the restaurant, just hanging out, just, you know, making her recipes and creating new things. So she was here a lot. And then now she's in Laos for half a year and she'll be returning in February. So We'll have like a big celebration for her. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she's going to get back into the kitchen telling people what's up. Yep. Yeah. Like the whole restaurant. probably.
1: <laughs> but yeah, she'll be here from February, like through September. And um, yeah, she's just you know, super excited to be back. She hasn't seen the space yet. So like everyone's excited for her to see it. Besides like a FaceTime tour with some of like our employees and friends, you know, they'll like show her around.
0: Right. Well, the space is really beautiful. Um, you know, I had, I'd been in the former Eldorado grill and the new space, like there's a lot of beautiful, warm colors and also art that is familiar to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like community, um, our art, favorite artists around. I don't know if you want to talk about what it looks like in, inside. So we
1: brightened it up a bit. Chucky, my husband, um, his mom did a lot of the painting with uh, Lou vansell And Lou's also going to maybe do a painting of um, a loon in here as well.
0: A loon like the bird.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. So Lou does a lot of loon paintings. And then also uh, Owen Tui helped them. And Owen also did a big mural behind the bar and it's really beautiful. It has a Han. It has some of the National Flowers of Lao, which is the Doc Chamba. And then also we have some um, artwork by Terrence. Everyone knows Terrence, and we all love Terrence. I've known him for a long time, yes. several years. Hoping to get some more pieces. And then we have a couple pieces by Ethan Jackson that are up, and then also my friend Lily Nguyen. So it's kind of like a big collaborative with, like all of our artist friends, which I love. And, you know, we hope to fill in some more space.
0: Yes. Also a big fan of Terence. Terence Adayanju. So, yeah, it's really delightful and beautiful in there. And it, it matches the the food, the warmth, and the community. Like, that's a lot. Yeah. I wanted to know, by the way, what does AHAN stand for?
1: So AHAN actually just means food well. Like,
0: WoW. Really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's really funny because I was like, because we were thinking of names because at first, like Chucky and I were going to do a food cart and we were like going back and forth and I was like, I should just name it a Han, Like that just means food. And then people will ask what it means and I'll just say it means food. And it's funny because we've had like Lao and Thai people come in and they would just laugh. They're like, Ahan, I like the name just food. <laughs>
0: Cause it's so beautiful, the word ahan. Yeah. Yeah, that is hilarious. And you mentioned your head bartender. Shout out to, to Megan. <laughs> and that she's trying to make drinks that are, like, good pairings with the food.
1: Yeah, really great flavors. She's really, like, taken um, the flavors that really match with our uh, menu, like her... Last one that she did that was really popular was like a papaya spritz and has like papaya, tamarind, vodka. Yeah, bubbly, delicious, you know, fruity, fresh. And it goes, yeah, I think that pairs really well with everything. And I know she's coming up with a new, like, new uh, menu item soon. So, you know, everyone can look out for that. It's really awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I know the pandan daiquiri is really popular here in Han as well. Pandan's like a tropical leaf. Yeah, that's really popular in like Southeast
0: Asian desserts
1: kind of tastes like earthy coconut flavor to it
0: oh my god now i want to know do you guys have desserts too <laughs> we're gonna be having
1: more desserts soon i've just kind of been working it out we have a uh, soft serve though sometimes we do pandan soft serve right now it's pistachio and then like an orange cream pineapple dough whip
0: stop I first yeah, of all, same
1: soft <laughs> machine from Sujo.
0: <laughs> I love it. and I loved Sujo. I love pistachio ice cream. it sounds so so good. I'm excited to hear about the new frontiers. Is there anything else like coming, you know in the new year or looking to the future that you're trying to integrate into the space?
1: Yeah. so I was just talking to my mom like just the other day and I was talking to her about the returning of February and I was talking to her about how there's So much more foot traffic and these venues by here. And we were just talking about doing a late night menu. Like we were talking about having food till at least midnight. So (gasps) some food specials and drink specials, which will be really awesome. And I I know my chef had already been like looking at, like thinking of some ideas as well. We've been kind of just going back and forth so far. So stay tuned for that. You know, come spring, early spring.
0: Oh my goodness. (laughs) This is... These are beautiful, mellifluous words to our ears here at CityCast, Madison, because we have talked multiple times. We're like, Madison, where is our late night food scene? You know, like we have some for sure, but then also the pandemic came in and like knocked a lot of folks off. The hours were changing, but getting late night food, we're a city, we deserve it. So that's really exciting. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to have you guys in for a fun little intro to a hot late night.
0: Yes. I please, please, please. Only if you pull my, left. <laughs> pull my <laughs> arm for that. And so in a year from now, so when we're looking towards 2025, um, what do you hope you can, like, say confidently about things, the things that you've accomplished with um Ahan in the new space? You know, I hope to just
1: see some of the, you know, newer guests that we've had, and I hope that they're still here in a year. Like, you know, we really enjoyed meeting some new neighbors and people around here. Um, You know, I hope that we're still creating and, like, you know, maybe having um we do plan on you know changing up the menu a little bit just wanted to stay with like some things first because we do have new people coming in and we didn't want them to miss out on things so hopefully we stay creating and having new menu items and you know just making i feel like just making new dishes and drinks and just getting to know people around here and i hope that you know we're like the late night thing goes well <laughs> so we can have some late night food around here
0: you can expect me in. <laughs> There's, I have zero equivocation on that. I will be in for your late night, Jamie. Uh, this has been really, really fun, and all of the the food background that you shared is really beautiful. I appreciate you taking the time.
1: Yeah, thank you guys for having me in. Um, it's been such a fun conversation, and you know I'm excited to have you guys in.
0: That's co-owner and chef at AHAN, Jamie Brown Sukasume. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not share this episode with the spiciest person you know. We're talking ghost pepper spicy. And hey, a quick request to you. We want to know, what are your resolutions for Madison in 2024? What would you like to see? Any changes in specific? More late night options? Less traffic? More bike lanes? More CityCast Madison? Leave us a voicemail with your hopes and dreams for our city at 608-318-3367. And we'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Until then,